Where are you? I have. I literally just finished my match. I completely forgot that I had a match. <laughs> you forgot that you had a match? Yes, I forgot I had a match. Yes, I forgot I had a match. <laughs> You're on a wrestling podcast. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, <coughs> Big Mike. Yep. Cookie's having a COVID attack over here. Cookie. Oh, yeah. And Tolbear. Boys, it has been a long week for all of us. We are getting done with Turkey Week. Uh, we, we had a long Long Thanksgiving, it feels like. Man, I've been off since Thursday, and it feels like I have been off forever at this point. I'm just ready to go back to work. I'm ready to be done with school. After this week, I will be done with another class in my master's degree, and I will have a two-month window where I can do whatever I want. Thank God. Mike, you're in the same boat. Yeah, I'm taking two classes, though. Mike, you're an idiot. Mike, anything else? What have you done this week? What did I do this week? Well, I mean, obviously with Thanksgiving on Thursday, you know, smoked a bunch of turkey and sausage. And, um, Friday, I played 36 holes of golf. 36? Yeah, yeah. I played 18 in the morning and 18 in the afternoon. I didn't play as well in the afternoon pretty much because I was tired. I'm just not in the shape to do that. Right. But I knocked out 18 holes in two hours. So you're not in the shape that you once were. You're kind of like uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. More like Nate Robinson. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh poor Nate Robinson. <laughs> Anyways, what else did you do? Uh, that, that was it. I mean, you know, what did I – I don't even think, remember what I did yesterday. Oh, schoolwork. I got hung up and did like four hours of school shit trying to finish it out like you and then uh, watched the fight that, last night. Yeah, the fight last night. We got to watch two 50-year-old men go at it. Woo! Fireworks left and right. It was uh, exactly what I thought it was going to be. Two older men fighting. Uh, it, it was kind of like that scene in Rocky Two, where they're like, yeah, you want to let's just go at it? Like, they're just sparring in the ring together, and then it ends with them both double knockout sort so, of thing. So I thought it was more entertaining than Mayweather Pacquiao. Yeah, it was 100%. And it's interesting because, yeah, similar ideas. Like, there's two guys that never fought in their prime and one of the big payday. And, you know, Tyson and Roy Jones, man, like they, like you could see the flashes of what they used to be. Right. Did you see the information that they got both paid a million dollars to that? And then uh, Nate Robinson got paid $600. $600. Him, him and uh, uh, RuPaul or wh whichever brother that is. Which one is that? Is it Jake Paul that, that yeah, beat him? It's Jake Paul. Jake, thank you, Cookie. Cookie's in touch with the younger children here. Uh, Cookie, what Whoa. did you think? Did you get to watch the matchup? I did get to watch the matchup. Uh, Nate Robinson got his ass handed to him. It was very bad, you know. Um, I kind of expected that. And then I saw, uh, you know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., and much like Snoop Dogg said, it's like two drunk uncles at the cookout at the just cookout. going at it. Dude, Snoop Dogg <laughs> at the barbecue. Snoop Dogg, when he was singing hymns, when Nate Robinson <laughs> was laying down on the ground. Snoop Dogg should do color commentary for everyone. Uh, Cookie, uh, you were not alive for both of these men's heyday. What, why did you even watch this matchup? 
I watched this matchup because I saw, much like the other uh, younger people, I saw Mike Tyson in Instagram videos uh, just sparring and hitting a speed bag, and he looked like he didn't miss a step. He looked like he was, you know, in his early 30s, late 20s. He looks better now than he did on his last comeback where he got knocked out twice. Yes. I do remember, yes. and I watched those live. He was like, he was like a fat Mike Tyson, and he was gassed. It was it was bad. Well, this man lost 100 pounds. Yeah, no, he looked great yesterday. I mean, I'm phenomenal. I, I saw him laying one of those body shots. You couldn't pay me enough to take one of those. You couldn't pay me $600 to take that body shot. But a million, though. I mean, I'd, I'd probably, yeah, I'd, I'll let him punch me in the face for a million. Tobert, is your mic on? Yes. Now it is. <laughs> I, I didn't hear any of the, uh, the, the Tolbert gallery over there. Cookie, you, you said you also popped a bubble over your Thanksgiving. What happened? I did. I did. For the first time in my 27 years of life, I played dominoes for the first time. And it was fucking awesome. I love it. Who taught you how to play dominoes? Uh, Diane and her family. So... <laughs> The white so family? Wrong with yeah, the white, the white <laughs> family the game, told me Domino's. He's out blacking you because he already knew how to play Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so, uh, Cookie, what, no, wait, going into this, they were probably like, he's going to know how to play Domino's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when, when they found that, that you didn't, was there, like, any kind of awkwardness? Was there, like, a shock in, in the voice? Yeah, at first they were like, you've never played with, like, your uncles, your aunts, or anything like that? <laughs> I was like, nope, I've never played. And then, much like Token in South Park, I figured out how to play very quickly. <laughs> well, good. Very yeah, little yeah. Effort. It's, it's, it's a part of your DNA, I think. So, so, I so. from henceforth, are we going to have a $2 steak Domino's tournament? Is that is that what we're going to do? Oh, I'll beat anybody. Let's do it. So Cookie, I'm sure growing up, was making, like, the chains with the dominoes and, like, knocking them over. <laughs> that was his extent with messing with dominoes. I yeah, think that's that what I thought when like, they said, let's play dominoes. I thought they were, you know, just going to line them up and then, you know, do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, when I was little, I used to put them up in chairs and have them fall down. It was so sweet. <laughs> Tobert, <laughs> what was your Thanksgiving like? Uh, I work Thanksgiving Day at the bar. It was quiet. It was easy going. Usually we have lots of vagrants and homeless people and divorced dads, and it's a very sad shift sometimes. <laughs> uh, but it was actually very, very good. I didn't have to tell anyone to wear a mask. It was all very responsible people that were out. And it was a quick and easy shift. And then we packed up the car, and we went to uh, Fayetteville to see my parents. So when you went to go see your parents, mm -hmm. you sent us a text message that you, <laughs> that you uh, much like a sub 18 year old, you stole one of your father's black and miles. What, what did you do? <laughs> well, I was about half a fifth of old granddad. And at that point it had been a long day, just ate some oysters, ate uh, about a, almost a bushel of oysters, man. It was feeling Alone? good. No, with, with the family. You know, it's a uh, aphrodisiac. That's what I said while we were eating them. Uh, <laughs> while was your mom like, Make <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> and your so dad anyway. was like you need to hide that boner you got <laughs> you know i was feeling sassy we're sitting around the fire you know the ladies were inside it was just me and the guys outside so i broke out the grinder i was like hey dad you know when the black and milds are smoking he goes yep gives me one i start twisting the tobacco out while i'm just talking to him and like packing it in and yeah at this point do, do, do your family very, uh it was very pleasant smoke i have to say Oh, yeah. Black and Mild smell <laughs> phenomenal. Um, I watched many people, they called it freaking Black and Mild at the, when, in Youngstown when I was at the bars. 
Just hanging out. Freaking? Is that freaking and black mild? You just twisted the back out and the packet full of weed. Yep. Well, I I freaked it, man. I freaked it, baby. Tobert, uh, going back to the holiday sadness at the bars. Do you have any like really bad stories from holidays or really sad stories? That you can remember because me and Aaron have because we have one at least. Uh, the oh, thing I've ever oh seen. yeah, yeah. I know which story you are talking about. Um, none that really like top that one or that come to mind. It's just either it's people getting fucked up, homeless people, or divorcees. Like had the kids last week, ain't got them today. <laughs> I'm gonna that's, drink. That's <laughs> the trilogy of sadness, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird day, but uh. Are y'all talking about Lula's? Lula's yeah, story? we, um, Mike and I decided uh, that we were going to go out for a beer on Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas night. It was Christmas night. So it was, yeah. I mean, it was just like me and Amanda, you know, we didn't have any kids or anything. And everybody knows that like, if you don't have kids or if you have no family around, like Christmas afternoon is kind of just blah. Like there's yeah. nothing to do. So is Thanksgiving. Afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, sometimes people go to the movies, sometimes they go, you know, get Chinese food or something. And Aaron and I were like, Hey, let's just go get some beer at Lula's. And we watched a man fall off a bar stool just by himself. He wasn't talking to anybody. We were just hanging out, <laughs> watching a basketball game on the little TV at Lula's, and he, this man just collapsed out of the bar store. <laughs> oh. And me and Aaron both just looked at each Whoa. other and immediately went, that is the saddest thing I've ever seen. And then we uh, went to, to Blue Post afterwards <laughs> to get away from it. We had to leave this dungeon of sadness that is Lula. But we came back and yeah. got uh, our Christmas presents, so nice. it was nice. Well, going into it, I thought it was going to be much like that story, but it was very pleasant, very good day. People brought me food. and uh, That's always nice. Yeah, when man. I worked at the TV station – of course, news doesn't stop, so we had to work on holidays. Mm -hmm. And I, being relatively new to the, the news business, I had to work on Thanksgiving. And I would try to get all the stuff in, like, you know, a, a news shift is a little bit different than a traditional 9 to 5. I would go in at 2 in the afternoon, get off at midnight, because I was working the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and midnight uh, broadcasts. So I would be able to get a little bit of lunch in before everybody else, but I knew everybody else did not have family around. So I would grab a couple plates and you know, Howard and Barbara, they oh, yeah. would put a to-go plate, a huge one together and send it along with me. And we would have a nice little Thanksgiving celebration in the newsroom. So it is very special. People look out for you oh, on yeah. Thanksgiving. There's a little bit of sympathy and empathy, both when it comes to work and holidays. Oh, yeah. It was I, good. I, I texted him. He was too good for my food. No, I was about to get off and uh, cook my own dinner. I had my own dinner oh. all lined up and ready to go, which was not done till about 9.30. But, <laughs> but still, I had my little dinner, sat in the living room and ate it. Is it still getting uh, weird getting off work at, at 11 o'clock each night? Yeah, yeah, it is. I work day shift on Thanksgiving, though, so I get off even earlier in the day. So it's altered my whole schedule. When things go back to normal, I've been working the schedule so long. It's, it's going to be hard. Uh, and I don't know. It's probably going to be a little more. Uh, it's going to be hard for a lot of people. It's going to be a while before that even happens. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I think that we'll see. the numbers are still going up and everything. I think that we're going to be, we're, we're, we live in a, a state run by a Democrat, but it's still more conservative about the approach to the virus, which is a little yeah. bit different. So I think that we'll probably be, you know, Let's going see. to two o'clock later than much other places. Remember what we're doing about this time last year, though? 
We were at WrestleCade. Having a fucking blast, Ooh. dude. I, I how, thought how about sad that is today. that, man? We we were <laughs> we definitely had a better like day after Thanksgiving. And I even texted you guys. I was so stinking bored by the end. Like I ate my Thanksgiving. We had so we had a breakfast here with Jasmine's mm-hmm. family. Then at lunch, we went over. It was like a there was no downtime in between the brunch and then dinner. The the downtime was driving to Ocean Isle Beach. So we drove to Ocean Isle Beach. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a 45 minute drive. It's nothing, you know. But mom and dad prepared lasagna this year for Thanksgiving instead of the traditional uh, yeah. turkey and everything because we had had that a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it was. It was good just to see all the family. I got to see a bunch of old pictures that I grew up with, like that were taken. Some of those were pretty. Do you see a mic? Yeah, some of them were pretty hilarious. Sensitive. I, I dressed up as a Native American uh, when I was like five oh, wow. for Halloween. Also, we got to find the picture of me getting my game gear as a child, That's right. which we, need which to tweet that out. we do. It is a very good yeah. picture of, of me and the excitement on my face as I get that game gear that Cookie did not know existed last week. You know what I also did, Aaron, real quick? I sent that picture to my friends, my group chat friends, and I said, does does anyone know what the fuck this is? And they said, what is that? Sorry, Aaron, but no one knows that it's under the age of 27. No one knows what the game gear is. I'm just so disappointed. It was my mind because it was so popular. I mean, we're not that much older than Cookie. No, I'm like – No, you're not. And it, it, you were either a Game Boy or a Game Gear kid growing up, you know? Like, it, it, it was one of the two. I guess we were snooty and just loved Game Boy. I don't know. Must have been. So this week, I decided to have a little bit of a palate cleanse. We, every once <laughs> in a while, you know, I, I get into a creative funk with pick, picking matches. And I just said it right there. I get into a funk. So the only way out of a funk is with more funk. A little more funk, baby. So this week, Sometimes once again... you got to go to the wheel well. You, you got to. This, we, this is what brought us to the dance. <laughs> Terry brought us to the dance. So once again this week, we are having a Terry funk-themed episode. You know, we put in a, a moratorium against, you know, Cactus Jack uh, last year. And uh, we, we figured that we were doing too many Cactus Jack matches. Now, I, you know, we would never do that for Terry Funk because Terry is just such a special performer here for the $2 stake. <laughs> yeah, he, he was nice enough to license the, uh, the opening theme. So, I know. yeah, we, we could never do that to our boy, Terry. So, I, one, one other thing that I was kind of, while watching each of y'all's matches this week, Terry has this one thing that he does. He starts after getting hit, his cell, a lot of the times, is to start swinging wildly and stumbling around. You know what I'm talking about? The, the funk flop. The, yeah. the more I watched it, the more I associated that with a drunk Tolbert at a heavy metal show. <laughs> Every time I see it now, I'm like, that is exactly how Tolbert dances at heavy metal shows. He stumbles around and throws his arms around like he's going to do something. And just it, it's just so <laughs> Tolbert right there. Oh, right. I miss that. I miss that so much. I just miss running into a pit like, that's my song. And then running, just running. Those days are, uh, are being missed definitely here oh, on yeah. $2 Stink. So anyways, let's talk about some Terry Funk wrestling.
right, for the first matchup of the evening, Big Mike, you've, we've got our first Puerto Rico match. You've got Terry Funk against Carlos Colon. Yes, Terry Funk, Carlos Colon, or Carlito Colon. Carlito. Or Carlitos Colon. Must be like a dialect. So his, his, he is the father of Carlito, who, who was a WWE wrestler back in the, the mid 2000s. Correct. Yeah, I had a Wikipedia of him just to kind of see, get an idea who he is. Um, this is a WWC Universal Championship, no DQ match from 1986. Uh, fun fact Carlito Colon owns WWC. He goes over, baby. He's got to go over. <laughs> uh, he. From a little bit of the, the quick research I did, he was like WWE's token Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, in the WWE Hall so. of Fame. Um, the clip opens up, and it's just – it's pure madness. Um, we have a Spanish commentator trying to – looked like – I mean, this was well before the match, so they're probably trying to sell the match to the locals to get them there. So, from my understanding with Puerto Rico, it's – they are typically pretty late to arrive to matches. So right. I think they got to like sell it, get people hype. And I don't know how late this was in the, um, on the card, but it was very interesting because there's a lot of people there, but it's not packed by any means. But as the match went on, people were like jumping the stands and running to the, to the ring. Yeah. And it was like, kind of like when, uh, not to the same extent, but similar to when like an underdog beats a rival in a college football game and they, they, they rush the field. That's right. what it, you see these like people, a Notre Dame. Yeah. You see these people rushing the, the in-ring area while the match is going on. So it brought a cool little vibe to, it. I mean, Puerto Rican crowd was pretty, pretty hype to the whole thing. They cut a couple times to the, the upper tiers of the stadium and it looked pretty packed yeah. up there in the cheaper seats. And so the, it starts with them trying to sell this, this match and Terry is just going full heel. Um, do you ever play Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption? Yes, of course I did. Did you ever uh, cross the border and cheat at poker and get all the locals mad at you and yeah, run back? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this reminded me of. Terry's, <laughs> Terry's doing his best to get his, get his heat with the Puerto Rican crowd. Um, I didn't When I first watched it, I, like as you're watching it initially, you don't know it's in Puerto Rico. So at first I thought it was in Mexico. So that's where I came up with that little like analogy. But then, they, they, you know, you find out it is in Puerto Rico. And that commentator, the, the guy that's interviewing him is, is Hugo Savinovic. Uh, Sav, Hugo Savinovich, who is uh, later he was very famous as WWE's Spanish announcer. <laughs> so T Terry's kind of fucking with him with the, the branding iron, trying to get in his face. The guy's like, Terry, 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 let me do my job, Terry. And he, he's, he's corpsing a little bit. He, like, he is breaking character a little bit. He's laughing, trying not, because Terry is a wild man. Yeah, and so the, the essence of this is a tournament-style event to get to the championship. Terry has beat several um, contenders, one of which was Barry Windham. And... Terry uh, eventually gets the mic from this, the commentator <laughs> and goes ahead and just cuts himself a great heel promo. That's right. Um, he, at one point, says, this is an island of nothing more than a giant pig farm. Yes. <laughs> uh, Terry says he is a Texan. He's meaner than a rattlesnake, more dangerous than a hollow-eyed scorpion. Damn right you are, Terry. And then one of the best lines in the promo is he goes, middle-aged crazy, man, middle-aged crazy. It's a special kind of crazy. 
and it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen some people that are middle. Tolbert, I see it on a regular basis. <laughs> could be considered middle aged and crazy. Uh, no, at the time here, Terry's forty six. Jesus Christ, really? Forty six years old, and he looks stacked. This is one like mid eighties. Terry's best shape. I think Terry was in. And you know what? I was thinking about this when I was watching the three matches because cookies matches around the same time. It's, it's that middle eighties Terry funk. And I have decided that mid eighties Terry funk is my favorite version of, of Terry funk of Terry, not ECW Terry funk. Yeah, It's close, but mid eighties Terry funk is like peak. Terry Funk being a crazy, crazy dude that you don't want to fuck with. So, so Terry cuts his promo, goes back to the commentator. He's doing his thing. I don't know what he's saying, obviously, because it's in Spanish. And then Terry grabs the mic one more time. And he says, oh, I, I know a language. I, let me speak to these people in their language. And he goes, oink, oink, oink. <laughs> Yellow pigs, oink, oink. <laughs> Just like... Let me speak your language, oink, oink. <laughs> Uh, much like the um, the uh, Jerry Lawler match with Terry Funk, where he's just in the ring going, "You're yellow," and it's like <laughs> repeating it. He keeps just like pig, pigs, 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 <laughs> and the commentator's trying to get away from. Him. <laughs> he, at one point, also he walks off camera. <laughs> he's fully clothed when he's on camera. Walks off camera, and then all of a sudden, you see like a shirt being whipped into the commentator and a a shirtless Terry from stage left, just hitting him and yelling pigs. It's pretty incredible. Like it is a very fun promo to watch. You know what? He sold me. Terry's clearly the bad guy. Yes. Um, All right. We get to the match. Finally, Um, you know, get a little opening back and forth, but then we get that classic funk flop. Yes. Uh, Terry at one point gets wrapped up in the ropes and Carlito hits him, and Terry falls back, and then he swings back in, and the ropes bring him back, and hits him again. It's kind of like one of those, like, you remember growing up, Cookie might not know this, but you remember the weighted? Yeah, little yeah, clown yeah, 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 definitely. Um, that's what it looked like. Hilarious. You never, I've never seen it. It's a good time. Right. Uh, Terry gets back in the ring. Funk flops around a little bit more, falls out of the ring, falls over the barrier, falls over two <laughs> rows of chairs, <laughs> and he's just, like, stumbling around. Um, yeah. Oh, Cookie, what, what, are, are you now watching this right now with us? I am watching a little bit of it, and I'm just rooting on Terry. Just rooting him on and just seeing what he's doing is just amazing. Um, <laughs> so at one point while he's stumbling around in the crowd, it looks like a, a crowd person is getting kind of close to him. It's Puerto Rico. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. they love themselves from Carlito, Carlito Colon. They love some – like they were notorious for stabbing heels. In, in that in that territory. So he gets surrounded by the police, which actually look like military guys. Yeah. <laughs> and and the <laughs> Did you see the nightsticks on those guys? Yeah. They, they had like, like three foot long nightsticks. Dangling handcuffs. Yeah, it was pretty serious stuff. And they like escort Terry back into um, into the ring where Carlito just imme- immediately starts getting more offense. I mean, right. Terry's dazed. Terry is on wobbly legs. I don't think anybody, maybe Ric Flair, but I don't think anybody else sells the wobbly legged stance inside the ring like Terry Funk does. No, nobody does. And it is believable. And that's where, again, much like the Nate Robinson fight last night, <laughs> I, I love when you can see a guy, he's, on, he's, he's dead probably on his feet. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not really know where he's at, he's, but he's, he's, he's 
fighting spirit, man. He's in there. He's still going to do it. Um, at one point, Terry is choking um, Carlito, and he's choking him out. And this is no DQ match. And Carlito ain't having this, and he just back kicks Terry right in the cock. <laughs> I forgot about this. So earlier in the match, Terry did it to Carlito, but like it's a change of pace, and the way Terry takes it is amazing. Because then again, he's he's got he's you know puckers his knees together and he's like wandering around. The he ring. duck walks around the <laughs> ring like the entire <laughs> ring. He duck walks. Um, we get more offense, more funk, flopping. It's just it's it's peak eighties Terry. It's awesome. Um, Carlito does hit Terry with a a sit-back pile driver outside the ring. Uh, I didn't know that was Carlito's move or if he was just doing it because that's what Funk does. I think because Terry, I think, did it, and I think it was like a, a tit-for-tat sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, we do get a little Terry offense outside the ring. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after, but he's kicking Carlito's with his heel, mm-hmm. like just like booting him in the face. Yeah. Uh, draws blood. So, you know, you get a little bit of color. Um but Carlito, you know, he's not having it. He's going to continue to give uh, Terry the offense. If at one point he hits a figure a quattro. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. speak another language as well. Uh, for sure. Oink. Oink. Oink, oink. Um, and, but, and, he, and he's ripping this, this figure four. Like, Terry's clearly on his last legs. And he's, Carlos is holding it. And then uh, who do we get? Dory Funk. The, Dory, Dory Funk sighting. So it is. It is sex itself. The, the living embodiment of intercourse walks out in a cowboy hat. In an amazing cowboy hat. And um, this is enough to get Carlos off his game. And Terry gets a little offense in, goes for this body slam, but his legs give out. And Good Car- storytelling. Carlos get, like immediately reverses it into a pin, gets a two count. Terry's somehow able to kick out of it, and and he's he's dragging the ref with him. He's like begging. He's talking to him. He's begging him. He's I don't, giving him all I got. I don't know what else to do. Blah blah blah. And he's talking. Well, wouldn't you know? Dory gets in the ring with his boot, <laughs> loaded gives, boot. Gives Carlos the old one two. <laughs> Crowd's hot, <laughs> very hot at this point. Um, and it, I I found it really while I was watching. I found it really funny because like Dory's getting heat. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of Japan. Exactly. It's the, it's like it's the same era. Yeah. Same guy. And like beloved in Asia. Yeah, yeah, like in Japan, like you, he could not do anything wrong. No. But in Puerto Rico, he is the gringo coming in and he is awful. And I, I think part of it probably just leads itself to the fact that while wrestling was on an international stage, there was magazines, that sort of thing. Um, you could kind of morph characters as you needed for the territory you're in. Right. Um, and, you know, you don't really get that as much nowadays. So, I mean, you, you, you've got your smarks and, and the people that are kind of like really in tune with the business, they would probably be like, all right, so like Dory's big here. I'm, I'm reading all the magazines, but you've got 15,000 people at this arena that's only 1% of the people there, you know? Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I like today's era because I like the continuity that some companies provide in storytelling and they don't pretend like a history, like the history of this wrestler didn't happen leading up to it. But I also like the idea that you can go from straight white meat, baby face, you know, 
demigod right. in Japan to this like it's a fresh start hated heel in Puerto Rico. Um, after the loaded boot, we get a little bit more offense. We get repeated headbutts. Terry is just giving Carlos everything he's got, and these dudes they're both wobbly leg now because I mean take a hit to the noggin head yeah. to head it's it's no good so terry is giving it his all because you know it's all he's got left and they're they're both kind of like stumbling around looking like zombies just like oh and then terry comes over and hits him again and you get a couple of those but i think terry's playing a little cat mouse game and uh so he goes he's wobbling over and all of a sudden he like locks in and he's gonna like he's gonna slam him. But Carlos is playing a little cat and mouse game too. Rolls him up, small package, wins the championship. There you go. So so the the right guy won. For the area. I mean, yeah, obviously he owns the promotion. He's gonna put himself over. This is one of twenty six championships Carlos had. Did you notice when Dory came out and did the um did the loaded boot part? Trash starts raining into the ring and yeah. like they get <laughs> They get pelted by like full drinks throughout the rest of yeah, the match. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not the streamers you see in Japan, right? It's, but it's yeah, it's just garbage, garbage and soda pop. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carlos goes over. Crowd is hype. Like I said earlier, you know, throughout the second half of this match, people are running into the lower bowl area to try to like get close to it. And and a really good scene actually is after he wins, sky just opens. Up. Yeah, the heavens open, up. pouring down rain. And Carlos didn't have any. He's beating up Terry. He's beating up Dory. Crowd's going wild. Everybody loves it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was good. You know, Terry, unlike Hulk Hogan, not afraid to put a man over. No, not at all. Not afraid. The to real do, Terry. Not afraid. Not Terry Belia. Yeah. He, yeah not, Terry not, Funk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this was a classic 80s Terry. It kind of shows, you know, there wasn't anything crazy move-wise or anything like that, but it told a story. It was entertaining. Um, and it just shows how good of a worker Terry is. Because yeah. he, he can get a crowd hot. Yeah. So Just by calling them pigs. Oink, oink. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a little bit about the social media. Social media. Instagram, holding steady at 147. Um, real quick, I'll plug. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at number two dollar stake underscore. Um, interact with us, please. We're bored. Send us messages if you have any leads on where a surfboard <laughs> yeah, is. Still looking for that surfboard. <laughs> Um, but we had a couple good photoshops this week. Well, I one good photoshop. One terrible photoshop. And one terrible photoshop. I did the terrible one because Travis said, I was going to do this, but I didn't have time. So I was like, well. But right. he, he sure as hell had time for the other one. <laughs> for the Dudley boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the one photoshop that I did, which was actually very terrible, um, was the Survivor Series picture. And they got a Thanksgiving turkey. There was Lex Luger. Lex there Luger, was- the Steiners, and Tatanka. All right. Um, and obviously, yeah, um, it's not good. No, it's terrible. But, you know, I'm feeling like- – I think I was Rick Steiner in that. And I think that, like, if we were to redo <laughs> this, I think – did you just pick me as one of the Steiner brothers because you didn't want to be associated with Michigan? Uh, no, I didn't, even, I didn't put that much thought into it. I said I'm going to be Lex Luger because I'm the best cook on the podcast. Sorry, Tolbert. Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> I was Papa Shango, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, I was so confused at some of the, the, the picks. So. I, I just picked you know, the photos. And, again, I'm the best barbecuer here, so I'm just going to go ahead and take the reins. So these seeds are being planted. How, how are we going to, to, to finish this He resolution? doesn't want to reap what he's sowing. 
Telling him that right I mean, now. I, mean, I know we can do a two dollar steak. <laughs> two dollars steak smoke off. We're we're got, I think uh, you know the the success of the basketball game. Maybe we need to do a. What's uh, the barbecue show on Netflix? We're gonna like set it up a two dollar steak version in Mike's backyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like fifteen hour film session. Oh my god, I would be so <laughs> bored by hour point five. Yeah, we're gonna have to do what, what's it called when they, the swap out. We'll have to have a couple swap outs. Yeah. Of the. the <laughs> yes, cookie. Well, what we'll do is, is that Aaron, you and Mike will actually have the smoke off with the brisket and the meat, and then Tolbert and I will have the actual smoke off. Dude, Aaron's a terrible cook. There's no. I would I'm just, not terrible. I would destroy him in a I'm barbecue. I'm not terrible. Challenge. I'm a mediocre. I'm one step the last time above you barbecued cooking. anything. I've never barbecued. Barbecued. Yeah, anything. I would say I would just destroy you. I'd wipe the floor. Yeah, I'm you. not. I, I don't claim to be a barbecue. Anywho, Twitter See, seafood though. I, I can beat you in seafood. Too. Uh, I think I got you in seafood. No, absolutely not. I'm a better cook than you, 100%. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, 306. I think we lost one. We were up to 307. It was mid- probably a sex bot. Um, midweek. And, um, but, yeah, we had the same kind of thing. We, we tweeted out the, um, the photoshops and that sort of thing. What's, what was the Dudley Boys? Ref- like, what was with that? I didn't, I didn't get it. So, there is a photographer, an old-school wrestling photographer, uh, goes by The Real Harshman on uh, Twitter and Instagram. He was posting a bunch of old Polaroids. Not Polaroids, but, like, film things that he has developed over the years for ECW. He used to be one of their photographers. And I saw this picture, and I'm like, this is such a good picture. We could be, like, photoshopped into this one as well because there was four people, and I thought that it would work. Uh, there's a black man that could be Cookie. There was a big man that could be Mike. There was uh, <laughs> Joe Gertner, who I could definitely be. <laughs> and uh, then, then uh, the last one, who was Tolbert. Um, yeah, so Twitter kind of mirrored Instagram. We had a couple of little snappy things on Thanksgiving that I was trying to get, you know, cheap meat trending. Nobody, nobody responded. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks America. Yeah. Thanks America. Thanks listeners. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Social media. You got any angry things or are you, you going to shoot on the Ravens or what? Nah, nah. I'm kind of uh, just so disappointed in everything right now, but I will, I mean, m- mini hits and shits hit uh, shits. Have you guys smashed your thumb lately? N- no. no. I think smashing your thumb is way more aggressive <laughs> and debilitating than stubbing your toe. Ah, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think you so. have not smashed your thumb lately then. I I've smashed my toe a lot lately. It sucks. Yeah. But you don't do your thumb as often, so it's I think more aggressive. I was like fixing my lawnmower and it like dropped it on my thumb and it really fucking hurt. All right. Well that's that's dad, I'm more dad sad moves. about that, yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, that was hits and shits. I haven't had anything. I've I've been really chill since the beginning of November, you know, just kind of loving life right now. All right. Well that is it. Let's talk about the strong style. Well, I started this dance in my neighborhood. For the strong style, once again, we've got another Terry Funk match. This time, Terry Funk against the one, the only, JYD. Yes, JYD against the greatest of all time, Terry Funk. And Aaron, you may have given me the best match out of us three. I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, we got Jesse, the body Ventura, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cookie, hold and, on real quick. You just watched your match. Literally <laughs> right before, one like, minute before we started the 15 podcast. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> How did you just say that you had the best match? 
Because. Did you watch the other matches? No, he forgot he had a match. Whoa, relax, relax. I watched like two or three minutes out of the other two matches. I got the gist of it. Anyway, anyway, I think I had the best match just because you guys don't have spots in your match like I do in mine. He's got some spots. Holy shit. The match starts with just J-O-D just being super – J-Y-D, sorry, being super over. I mean, did you hear the reaction from the crowd? Yeah, in in Toronto of all places. And this is – I don't know what year this is, Aaron. Can you tell me what year Uh, it is? It's mid-80s. It's probably – he would have been 86, 85. Okay. Well, the junkyard dog is – he's super yoked. I mean, this dude is massive. Yeah. And Terry is in great – he's in a great shape, but – Good God, the junkyard dog looks like he should be playing offensive line for, I don't know, any football team. 1985. So, note to self, wearing a chain around your neck to the ring, not that smart. Because Terry (laughs) Funk, I mean, he he choked him out with the said chain for about two minutes before the match even starts. I mean, you don't even really get an entrance. It's just, he just pounces on the junkyard dog, overpowers him, starts choking him out with his own chain. How disrespectful. But let's go ahead and start the countdown. Well, Gorilla Monsoon also said that he Pearl Harbored him, which is like a thing that (laughs) that Gorilla Monsoon has used on multiple matches that we've watched when there's a sneak attack that happens. Pearl Harbored him. He Pearl Harbored him. And I'm like, God, Gorilla, what are you doing? All right, cookies, top four. Wait, 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 real real quick, real quick. Hold on. Because you said that, I'm going to go ahead and say this honorable mention just because I didn't want to give it the recognition that it should deserve. Jesse the Body Ventura says something also that's a little controversial. He says, the junkyard dog, you know, he's not as smart as he looks. Mm. And Gorilla responds, well, how come you think he he looks stupid? And Jesse says, well, come on. It looks, it's obvious. Just look at him. And I was like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what Jesse was referring to, but he might get canceled in 2020 if he keeps talking like that. That's all I got. I think to say. he's been canceled for a while after his gubernatorial uh, little little run. Oh yeah, that was other chaos. I remember that. That was like in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, you were probably not even born at that point. Oh, well, maybe not. Well, anyway, let's get to the countdown. Cookies top four, number one. All right, we already talked about how Junkyard Dog is just super yoked. Well, he chucks Terry Funk outside of the ring onto the concrete floor. Like, literally minutes after getting choked out, he just picks him up, just throws him out of the ring. And what a sell by Terry. Made Junkyard Dog look really good. Really good. Aaron, are you gonna, I thought you were going to say something. That's no, 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 no. I was, I was looking at my computer. I was, I was waiting for you to say something. Okay, all right. Well, let's go to the next one. Number two. Junkyard Dog, strongest black man in the ring that I've ever seen. He's so strong, he Irish whips Terry Funk to one corner, and the force is so strong, it sent Terry crashing into the other two corner posts. What a sell by Terry Funk. Everything Terry does is gold. He makes, he makes the other man look great, and then, of course, he gets his own stuff in. Like, right after that, he starts, you know, he starts getting his heat, so he starts getting his chokeholds in. Uh, he throws Junkyard Dog to the outside. He's building it up. But, God, what a sell by Terry. Made him look so good in the very beginning of this match. Let's get to the next one. Number three. Terry headbutts a brick wall. <laughs> this is one of my favorite spots of the whole thing. 
Well, he probably felt this way after attempting to headbutt Junkyard Dog a few times. In fact, he goes cold like a statue after he headbutts him. And then he sticks his hand up in the air and then spins around two times and then just gets stuck with an uppercut, much like Roy Jones Jr. last night. So, so Terry, you know, we, we talked about it in the last match. Terry likes to headbutt people. Uh, this match, the story was JYD has a head of steel. And yeah. Terry headbutts him. And then you can just see something wrong in Terry's eyes. The way that he sells, you're just like, oh, something happened. He's, this guy's got a very hard head. He goes for it again, and you can see, oh, something's even more wrong now. And it ended up being just a very funny spot that was just very well told throughout this match. And this might be a first ever in my uh, segment of the top four, but I have a 3.5. Okay, 3.5. 3.5. Goes to the funniest spot in wrestling today. I almost started crying because of this. J- Junkyard Dog breaks out of a sleeper hold, slams Terry to the ground. Terry falls ass out, of course. <laughs> the crowd is spazzing, and the dog does what he does best. He headbutts Terry in the ass. In the perineum. What did you say? He had a, a head of steel, correct? That's that right. What you said? That's right. Head of steel, headbutts him right in the ass, and he falls face forward into the turnbuckle phenomenal spot i walked in just as that was on tv <laughs> like we were watching it earlier <laughs> it yeah was amazing. but that it, it doesn't end there wild haymaker from terry of course junkyard dog ducks it he hits terry with the reverse atomic drop aka a knee to the ass he might have the strongest knee in the wrestling business knees him straight in the ass he falls face forward into the turnbuckle i'm sorry i'm sorry he falls face forward outside of the ring lands onto a non-Howard Varnum table at the side of the ring. And no, he doesn't fall just like a normal wrestler. He falls feet first through the table, and his head is thus sticking out of the middle of the table <laughs> like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Terry Funk. God bless him. God bless Terry Funk. When I saw that, I, I was like, there's no what Yes. Yeah, and it, there, there's a Terry-like shaped hole around him, and his yes. head is just poking up through the middle of it. The, the yeah. table didn't collapse in half like most tables do. He, he just went through the table, literally through the table. Legit through the table. And my number four picks up from there. I'm going to go to my honorable mentions real quick. How about the junkyard dog chopping Terry in the back, sending Terry over the top rope? Somehow Terry lands on top of the guardrail, straddling it, dick first. Like how? I don't know how that's possible, but only Terry Funk could do it. I, I don't think Terry knew a lot about physics in uh, his, his world. Not a I, lot of physics in Amarillo. I don't. I don't think so either. But let's finish this off. Let's go to number four. Number four. All right. So we'll pick up where I left off. Terry Funk is in the table. Aaron Barnum. He's he's in the table. <laughs> Head sticking out of the middle of it like an ornament. And then he starts crawling backwards with the table. <laughs> Still around him. <laughs> like he's dragging the table like a toddler would. Like, like Mike's toddler would in his little bouncy station. Right. He's taking the exactly table with him. Like. <laughs> oh, match gets thrown out, Aaron. It's, 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 uh, the, the ref can't handle it anymore. He throws it out. Count out victory. Uh, there's no victory. It's just double count out. Both wrestlers make it to the entranceway. Terry takes a back body drop, starts retreating backwards, very heelish, towards the locker room. He falls down the stairs 
backwards first. His legs are sprawled out as he's falling backwards. He, we, we got to see that when he went against uh, uh, Road Warrior Hawk in, in yes. one of Tolbert's matches. And he goes step by step. <laughs> all the way down. All the way down the steps. I wonder, I really wonder if that table spot was planned. That's, I said the same thing, Cookie. I said the same thing, that it was maybe supposed to collapse and he was going to flop around on the floor, but instead uh, he had, correct, had to correct the landing and just go straight, straight through it instead. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. It's something different. Terry Funk, you know, like a lot of the times I can watch a match, and I, I've done it with all of you guys before where I can ruin a match where I'm like watching it and I'm like, this is how this match is going to end. I can kind of tell what they're doing here. Yeah. Terry is the exact opposite of that. Every single time, I do not know what's going to happen. When I watched uh, Cookie's match, I had no clue that that was going to happen. Like, that was, would have been the last thing I picked, that he was going to go through the table and he was going to use it as a UFO and, and kind of glide <laughs> through the, the entry. Like, it was so absurd to me. I, and, and you know what? I'm also convinced. I forgot an honorable mention. I'll go back to it real quick. I am convinced that they were just trying to bust each other. Like, they were just trying to rib each other during this match. Yes! Because the junkyard dog is hitting the dick by Terry Fong. He does a backwards heel kick, kicks him right in the dick. And the junkyard dog starts doing snow angels in the ring. He's <laughs> <laughs> still getting hit in the, in the dick. <laughs> Oh, I cried laughing during this match. This was phenomenal. The selling is five cookies. The match is five cookies. God bless Terry Funk. God bless Terry Funk. Now, Cookie, um, you've gone into business for yourself. What is this that I hear that you're selling your own fucking t-shirts? <laughs> On have. the side? What what are you why are you you're hustling the podcast? I'm hustling. I got damn it right. I, I'm a part of this podcast. I'm one fourth, one fifth if you count Travis. One sixth, seventh, if you count the uh, the Dawson brothers. I don't know. I'm starting to do Steiner math. Anyway, I deserve a piece of the cut. Okay, so you know what? I'm selling my own T-shirts. Speaking oh of, what, what does the T-shirt say on it? It says "Fuck Max Speed Shop." Now, <laughs> what I'm sitting next to right now is is the yin to your yang. Now, Mike is actually um, he's repping. Max Speed Shop. Mike, what, what, why are you wearing a Max Speed Shop shirt? Genuinely, I'm wearing it because it's one of the most comfortable shirts I have. Um, it's, <laughs> it's fitted nice. It's got a good cut to it. I got it for free when I got that basket. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a solid white tee, man. So, so you are still, you're, you're pro Max Speed Shop. I nothing Max Speed Shop. If anything, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Max Speed Shop, but I don't hate it as much as Cookie. This shirt actually makes me like them a little bit more. Uh-huh. I've got my reservations about Max Speed Shop. Okay, okay. So, no. yes, Cookie. I was just – I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, Aaron. Are we saying that there might be a segment in the future with Max Speed Shop? Potentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They called me yesterday and they wanted to be, they want to sponsor a segment here on the show. Or they just fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> they just my ass. They just headbutt you. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, let's talk about the high spot. So we've talked about this before. This is like a notorious match. We've never actually sat down 
to watch this match. So we've talked about it so much that I actually thought we had covered it. I had to same, think back. Yeah, I was like, we had to have covered this because I don't know how many times you pull it up on YouTube and we just laughed at it. Yes. <laughs> but we have never actually watched this match on the show. So Tolbert got Terry Funk against Chris Candido for the Hardcore Championship. Oh, man. Um, this won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is uh, we're WCW. This is on the Superstation, baby. Yes. That's, uh, that was uh, definitely hit a nostalgic uh, chord there when I pulled up my link and it said Superstation up in the corner. I used between, to love watching yeah, like dude, TBS. Between like Braves baseball and wrestling. <laughs> And Jaws marathons. For some reason, Jaws they always marathons. played Jaws and like Andy Griffith. They played Jaws every Memorial Day. Yes. They did a Jaws marathon. Yeah, so I remember like watching like the Superstation was, was the channel that I would watch. They'd have like Matlock reruns throughout the day. They would have uh, Andy Griffith throughout the day. Apparently, Andy Griffith had like owning stake in, in TBS. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, you know, they would they would play blood sport on the weekend. So that, that's how I, I got my my, my blood sport. It's great. Yeah. It, it was it was a great thing to have in your childhood. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, let's get this started. So Chris Candino, he's he's more famous from ECW. Had a good run in ECW. Had a a, a shorter run in WWF. Yep. And he he's gotten older now. Now here he is in uh, early two thousands WCW. Right. <laughs> And he wants a shot at the hardcore championship, which Terry Funk currently holds. And he comes out in Terry Funk's ring attire. That's the first thing I noticed. I know. He comes in like, in his, I was like, those are Terry Funk's tights. And, and some of the mannerisms too. Yeah. And he's talking shit saying how he's, he's old, he's washed up. And you know what they do with a horse when it's old and washed up? They take it out back and they, they shoot him in the head. Mm. And that's what they say needs to happen to Terry. But here he comes, same attire. Uh, Shivani is commentating this. He even alludes to them wearing. He's confused because he's wearing the same tights. Maybe it's a weird way to show homage. I don't know. <laughs> Shivani's got a few lines that made me audibly laugh out loud yes, throughout this entire thing. Shivani has a few lines where you just go, he's, he's totally not on board with any <laughs> yes, of this. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he does an okay job of still putting it over, I guess. Uh, so, match starts in typical Terry fashion. I mean, I don't even think we get in the ring. No, uh, I think barely. he attacks him, um, gets it on the entrance ramp right away. And here we go through the curtain. So quickly, the cameraman can't even, he runs, you could tell he runs out of cord. Yes. <laughs> and, and then they have they, to make like a quick cutaway. Yeah, that, they, they didn't plan for it. And that was one of the first Shivani lines because <laughs> they cut to him. Well, folks, I didn't think I'd be on camera right now, so I wasn't ready. Uh, and, and Shivani, <laughs> like they look like they saw a ghost. They didn't know that they yeah, were going to be on camera. Yeah, the camera cut. It was like, oh, hey, whoa. <laughs> so, that made me chuckle a little bit, but they get to it pretty quick and they cut to Funk just throwing Candido all around. They're hitting each other with trash cans, whatever they can find. There's an old flatbed pickup truck <laughs> parked uh, conveniently. At the, conveniently at the loading dock. And, uh, with the keys still in it. <laughs> still in it. He goes, oh, there's Terry Funk's truck. He, he, after bashing Candido a little bit, he takes him and he tosses him in the back of that pickup truck like a bale of hay. Yes. Yeah, throws him in there. Throws a trash can back in, in behind him for good measure. Yes. 
And uh, he was on commentary for Shivani. I forget who it is, but they're like, hey, look, it's Terry's truck. Just park right there. It's kind of like he pulled in for work that yes. day. He actually drove that he, there. He drove from Amar- <laughs> Amarillo to, to Iowa. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you see those trucks. Like, you, you mentioned the keys being in. It's like the keys are always in those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You start with like a screwdriver. Like a visor or something like that. It's yeah, like, this is like a, a early 70s, late 60s model, maybe even earlier than that, flatbed truck. So he throws him in there and just, I mean, he takes off. He has a little trouble with the clutch at first because he just revs for a little bit. But once he gets it. Without the referee. (laughs) Takes off. The referee's running after him. And we cut back to the commentator's game. Like, well, shit, he just took off in a motherfucking truck. We don't have court for that. (laughs) Um Somehow um, they catch up to him. Yes. (laughs) Where's Terry going? Uh, There's a horse stable right down the road Mm. conveniently not far at all no so i i'm thinking about this too when i'm watching the match like all these people came to this arena see a wrestling match obviously it's in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah it's iowa (laughs) who likes iowa nobody (laughs) likes iowa the only people i know from iowa have moved away from iowa yeah (laughs) true (laughs) so he pulls into the stables there's horses there's everything man he pulls into pretty much the okay corral here man he's ready to go terry <laughs> terry says you know you're gonna take me up back and shoot me in the head you know well uh, i'll meet you at the stable god damn it <laughs> candido immediately attacks him with the trash can he threw in behind him that, off the truck <laughs> that trash can hit was one of the most devil i was like jesus christ terry <laughs> yeah <laughs> Got it pretty good on that one. They just start rolling all around. There, there's a, a table conveniently sitting there, and Shivani goes, "Oh, look, a WCW table just sitting in the." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, Tony. <laughs> yes, I said, I was like, come on, Tony. Um, Terry takes a tumble over the table, and then Candido picks him up and puts him face first into. Uh, a bucket or a wheelbarrow of supposed horse shit. The big, they call it the big M. <laughs> the big M. Is that the big M? Not the manure. <laughs> um, and they say he's from Texas. He's used to it. This is, this is like him and Dory getting into a scrap back in the day when they're kids on the horse ranch. Didn't, didn't uh, Bobby the Brain like allude that they actually eat manure in like Texas <laughs> or something? And I'm like, what? Something like that. Like, no, they he don't. said they, they enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Very much they enjoy so. manure. No, they don't. Well, we ended up right in front of stable number two. Well, before that, <laughs> he tries to drown him in, in a oh, like, how can I forget? <laughs> there is a water trough spot. I yes, almost forgot. Yeah. I mean, water trough spot where he uh, he kind of just waterboards Terry for a little yeah, while. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> selling. Out of, out we of had to wash the manure yeah. out of his eyes to you know finish the match. But yeah, of course, Terry. Everything this whole match he's selling, two hundred percent consummate professional. Yeah. We get in front, after the waterboard spot, we get in front of stable number two, mm. right? All the other horses are loose, but you can tell this horse has been restrained so he doesn't you know, run all around when the gate is open. And they're throwing trash cans and hitting each other. You can tell this horse is a little freaked out by it all. Uh, even the commentators allude to this. Um, you know, Terry, he's no stranger to horses. Uh, I'm sure he picks up on it and uh, – you know, he's like, I can comfortably sit down pal drive Chris Candino mm. in this horse manure pile. And this horse, he's not going to hurt me. He was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the horse kicks him right in the, right in the shoulder. It sounds right like a arm. shotgun bullet. Yeah, it's like a swift kick 
it's one of those things like you know it hurt so bad at first he didn't feel it until he got out of that stable oh god damn and it's also just inches away from catching him in the head yes. as well that could have gone very wrong uh they very quickly get out of there because you can tell the horse is rearing up just to kick whatever yes. gets near him yes uh well, for some reason, Candino is all tangled up in a lasso and goes to climb up the stable because he's got funk on the table. You think he's going to elbow drop or do some leg drop off top of the stable, which would have been cool to see. Funk realizes what's going on, realizes he's all tangled up in the lasso. He grabs that, and just like back home, he lasses him, pulls him off of the gate right to the table. Um, he grabs the ref and douses him with a bucket of water because he had knocked him out right before Yeah, this. <laughs> like, like it's, it's a Looney Tunes spot. Yeah. Like, he, so knocks he knocks out the ref. ref. He gets Candido in this position, and he's like, well, shit. Picks up a bottle, 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 a bucket of water, splashes him, wakes him up, and goes, hey, man, I got him. One, two, three, Terry wins. It's did ridiculous. You, did you enjoy it? I, I yeah, this is a thousandth time I've seen this. It's yes, I did enjoy it. All right, good. Um, I'm good. just so glad Terry didn't get kicked in the head. I know. Uh, so give me your haiku. Terry loads the truck. <laughs> That's gonna leave a mark, Funk. Chris gets rope doped. It, it's 100 percent true. <laughs> that was a, a surprisingly hard to write a haiku for. Really? Maybe because I've seen it so many times, I was overthinking it. Yeah, and, I don't and know. like Candido, Candido, it, uh, three syllables is, yeah. is a little bit too much. Cookie, what you think? Uh, my favorite spot was definitely the drowning spot. Terry uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you look up any, I don't know, top wrestling like crazy shit that's happening or wrestling lists, this is usually on it. Yeah. Terry Funk gets kicked by. You know what? Hours. I think it was like I, I never found a good link to it that we could use, and I decided that this was going to be we were just the best gonna, we could find. <laughs> we were just going to bite the bullet and go for this match for the first time. Uh, folks, that is it for two dollar steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, guys, any any closing thoughts, Mike? Follow us on social media. F- Thank you, Mike. Yeah, uh, Cookie. Fuck Max Speed Shop, son. Uh, uh, <laughs> and Tolbert. I, I'm going to work. All right, boys. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you next week on Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.